Hello everyone and welcome back to Dave Beck's Fantasy Football Podcast. We are broadcasting live from the virtual classroom slash podcast studio in beautiful West Roseville. So here we go. <clears throat> Getting into week three uh, here in Big Don's Fantasy Football League. We're going to see which teams are able to rise to the top here. Uh, week three, a pivotal week. If you're a team that's 2-0, maybe you can afford a loss and feel okay. If you're a team that's 0-2, you got to get on the board. Um, this is a week to get things going in the right direction. Again, if you lose, if you go to 0-3, it's just kind of a tough, a tough hill to climb up, but it can still be done. We still know of Alex Norby's miraculous 0-6 to a championship, so it still can happen, but this is the week where you got to get a win. And those 1-1 one -one teams, you know, where are they going to be trending? Are they going to be trending upward? Are they going to be trending downward here this week? So let's take a look here at week number three in Big Don's Fantasy Football League. So the first matchup is myself, the Roseville Steam against the Flutie Flakes. Now I come in 2-0 in first place, the Flutie Flakes at 0-2 in ninth. Now I'm coming in a little banged up. Uh, coming into the Thursday night game, I was going to be starting DJ Chark at wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now it's just found out that Chark is a late scratch due to some chest and back issues. He will not be going in tonight's game. In his replacement, I will be going with the crafty rookie, LaVisca Chenault. Now <clears throat> there is a possibility that Michael Thomas could play this week. I've been without my number two uh, pick for my first two weeks. Remember, Michael Thomas got a point and a half in week one and did not play in week number two. So I'm a little bit nervous with Michael Thomas here coming in. So I'm going to start LaVusca Chennault. Now I could pivot. If Michael Thomas plays, maybe I throw him into the flex. But I'm going to go with LaVisca Chennault here tonight. He's uh, kind of a running back wide receiver hybrid. I'm kind of rolling the dice with this one. I mean, this could definitely be a goose egg, but they've been going to Chenault a little bit. Maybe he's able to get into the end zone. And I get something out of him here. Now, Josh Jacobs also is listed as questionable. So I have an opportunity to play this week without my number one and number two picks in Michael Thomas and Josh Jacobs. And some other like Nicks and Bruises, Jamerson Crowder will be out. So we'll see what happens here for me this week. Now, Josh Allen against the Rams. Josh Allen has been an absolute monster, the number three quarterback in fantasy football through two weeks. But he's going against a much better Rams defense, so I expect him to be a, eh, a little bit uh, knocked down here in this one. Calvin Ridley has been the uh, number two wide receiver uh, in fantasy football. And four touchdowns through two weeks. I expect him to have a pretty nice game here, here against the Bears. Marquise Hollywood-Brown will get the start for me if Mike, Mike Thomas is not able to go. Now, Marquise Hollywood-Brown did not has not done much really through two weeks and has not made it to the end zone yet. But that's going to be an absolute slobber knocker on Monday night when the Ravens take on the Chiefs. So maybe Brown can get something going there, a little air raid offense. Mark Ingram, I actually like Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram uh, this week, he got a touchdown last week after doing nothing in week number one. But I think this game against Kansas City, they're going to be really relying on the veterans uh, it's going to be a close game, so I expect Ingram to get a few more touches here in this one. Noah Fant has been very good uh, tight end. He's gotten two touchdowns here in two weeks, and he was kind of a late-round pick, and he's done pretty well here. David Johnson, I'm not really sure if I'm going to keep him in the flex. He had really good week number one, but did absolutely nothing against the Ravens in week number two, and he's got the Steelers here. So my matchups this week are not strong. I mean, David Johnson against the Steelers, uh, Josh Jacobs, has been a stud. You know, week number one, he was the number one player in fantasy football. Last week, did not get into the end zone, but had a ton of carries. He's taking on a New England defense that's pretty stout, so I don't see a lot here for him. Now, for um, Mr. Norby, the Flutie Flakes, they come in 0-2. Kind of a hard luck 0-2. Had a tough loss against Donnie last week. Ezekiel Elliott, 
has been extremely consistent. James Conner looked really good last week. Expect Travis Kelsey to have a nice game here against the Ravens. Again, that's going to be a really tight game. I can see him checking down to Kelsey quite a bit. Odell Beckham got off the schneid, had a good game. Drew Brees um, and Deshaun Watson, his quarterbacks, have, have been pretty, pretty rough. But I actually expect Drew Brees to have a pretty good game here. Um, if Michael Thomas is able to go, um, I especially can see that happening here against the Pack. All the, um, the whispers are out there about Drew Brees. Is he done? He has the, I believe the stat... He has the worst air yards. So that's how long the ball is traveling through the air. The worst two weeks of air yardage since Brett Favre in 2009 uh, when, he was, uh, when he was playing for the Minnesota Vikings, not being a maskless spectator in a football game. And so the worst two weeks of uh, low air numbers since, uh, since Brett Favre. But as a Michael Thomas owner, uh, hopefully that just lights a fire under his ass a little bit and he has a good game here in this one. You know, Norby is projected. So Norby has no kicker in there right now. Um, so the projection right now is 107 to 107. 50-50, uh, but that's without a kicker. So you expect that to knock up a little bit. You get Norby. Projected, I'd say, yeah, about maybe 55-45. I like Norby in this one. Um, I just don't like my matchups this week. I don't love um, David Johnson. Uh, if Josh Jacobs is banged up. Michael Thomas probably not going to play. DJ Chark not going to play. So that's two of my top six picks uh, not playing. So I think it's going to be a tough week for me. Uh, and I think Norby gets a fairly easy win here, to tell you the truth. I like Alex Norby in this one. I like, um, you know, I don't, I don't see Norby getting a ton of points here. I mean, I, I'm seeing him getting 115. But I see him beating me 115 to, to 88. I just don't like my team this week. And I think Alex gets a, gets a pretty easy win. That's my lock of the week, 115 to 88. Our next matchup is a big one, <laughs> probably the matchup of the week, and it's the Muhadin against the 15-team parlay. Now, Travis Sealing and myself are the two undefeated teams. He currently sits in second place. Big Don is 1-1. One one. That's a hard luck loss week one. He, I, uh, I played him when Josh Jacobs had that monster, monster game, and so did Calvin Ridley. So he took, he took a tough loss in week one. He comes in with, on paper, um, the team of the league. Really, I mean, I, li I like what he's doing here. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did not do anything last week, but he had a monster week, number one. Aaron Jones, I mean, he's not going to do what he did last week again. New Orleans, pretty good run defense. Um, Josh Jacobs, you know, was was uh, he was held on 100 yards. I believe there's a stat they haven't allowed an 100-yard rusher in like two years or some crazy number like that. Really good front seven uh, anchored there by the defensive end, Cam Jordan. Uh, I don't expect Aaron Jones to have a huge game. I'm thinking 15, 16 points. That's kind of in the realm of possibility here. The flex position, uh, you know, Julian Edelman. <laughs> I would say Julian Edelman, Donnie, come on. But Julian Edelman had his career high in receiving yards. I think it was like 180 receiving yards last week. That's definitely not going to happen again. Um, but I expect him to have a decent game against the Raiders. Zach Ertz. Has underperformed so far, but he's still a top five talent at the tight end position. And Deontay Johnson has really shown some flashes. He could be end up being Big Ben's number one target here moving forward. For Travis Sailing, Devontae Adams listed to questionable. I think that really is the linchpin for Travis. Devontae Adams won him week number one and then did not do anything last week, but he was able to recover from it. Chris Carson had a really good week. Looked, uh, looked nice there with that beautiful, beautiful um, touchdown catch on that touch pass there from Russell Wilson. Joe Mixon hasn't really done much. I had Joe Mixon. He's incredibly frustrating. Uh, you'd think he'd be a little bit better here with Joe Burrow, but that Cincinnati offensive line is just garbage. Todd Gurley didn't look very good last week. He got a lot of carries, but just did not get the um, did not get the rack with that. Ben Roethlisberger has been a very surprising quarterback. I put him up there with Josh Allen 
And actually, Matt Ryan, to, to a certain extent, of the most surprising quarterbacks here in the league. Donnie is going with Matt Ryan at the quarterback position. Matt Ryan has looked really, really good for the first two weeks. <clears throat> and I thank you for that, for throwing four touchdowns to my man Calvin Ridley. I expect Ryan to have a pretty good game here against the, um, the kind of surprising 2-0 Chicago Bears. Jonu Smith got into the end zone twice last week for the Tennessee Titans. And I like him here in the tight end position as well. I feel like this is about as even as a matchup as we're going to get this week. I think it's going to be the game of the week. Big Don against Travis Sailing. Uh, both teams can afford to take a loss. Um, but Travis can afford it a little bit more. I think it's pretty close. I mean, it's projected even right now. 111 to 111. God, I actually didn't even see that before I called it. So <laughs> good on me. I'm going to take... I'm going to take Donnie in this one. I'm going to take Donnie until he proves me wrong. I think he's got a very, very solid team. Like I said, he easily should be 2-0. He played me in week one, and I was the highest scoring team of the week, and he was the number two uh, scoring team of the week. So it was a tough luck loss for him. I think he has a very talented roster, and this could be the year for him, uh, for Donnie this year. And I take Donnie over Travis. I'm going to take it, uh, you know, I think it's going to be close. I'm going to take it 126 Um yeah, maybe that's a little a little bit on the low side. Let's go 135 to uh, to 131. I think it's going to be a really good one. Now, Johnny Murbs against Ian Sullivan Svetich. Now, Ian Sullivan Svetich, the number one overall pick, a really tough loss with injury to Christian McCaffrey. He's going to miss at least three weeks because he's been put on the IR. Now, he can pivot, and he's going to pivot here with Frank Gore. Now, Frank Gore got a lot of touches for the New York Jets, but looked pretty old. His um His rack was pretty bad. But he's against an Indianapolis Colts team that you can run on a little bit. Kenyon Drake has underperformed in the running back position, but he was a guy that I was really targeting in the draft. I actually was going to take him. He went all the way back to Ian. I was going to take him if Michael Thomas wasn't there. Um, his, his wide receivers are they're decent. I mean, A.J. Brown, Devontae Parker, Robert Woods, nothing huge there, but very consistent in the receiver position. But he does not really that breakout, you know, Ridley-esque receiver. Jarek McKinnon's going to get the start. Um, I don't mind that move. I think McKinnon's going to be going to be good this week against the New York Giants. I think he has a pretty good week. Moving forward, depending on how long Raheem Mostert is out, that's going to be interesting to see if McKinnon uh, was a waiver wire kind of guy. Um, I actually put a claim in for him. Why not? I think I had the seventh claim, um, so Ian was able to snatch him up. I was going to take a shot at him uh, just to have a niner. I think it's fun, you know, even in a fantasy league. There's money on the line. There's pride on the line. I think it's still fun to have some 49ers, and I don't have any, so I think that was a nice pickup there for Ian. Now, for Johnny Murbs, Brandon Ayuk, really don't like that start. Um, he's still starting someone on the IR. Um, Johnny Murbs, uh, pick it up. he's got to pick it up a little bit. Last couple seasons, you know, no offense, I love the guy. Love the guy. Wonderful, wonderful human being. Incredibly, incredibly uh, nice guy. But he's been lagging a little on the fantasy. But that's okay. That's okay. Um, but he does have Raheem Mostert still in the starting lineup. He's not going to play. And he has Saquon Barkley, who is going to be out for the season. So he needs to make some moves uh, to improve his team here a little bit. So we'll see what he does um, here moving forward. Russell Wilson has been unbelievable. And that got him one of those wins. He um, Russell Wilson was just so, so good. He's kind of the front runner for MVP so far this year. Dan DeAndre Hopkins. So that one-two punch, I think Johnny Murbs, uh, click into it, dude, because you got a good team. Um, Russell Wilson, DeAndre Hopkins, I think that Saquon injury really, really sucks. And so does the Mostert one. But you have arguably um, the best tight end in the league in Darren Waller. You've got the best wide receiver in the league in DeAndre Hopkins. And you got the best quarterback in Russell Wilson. You've got some really good pieces here. So, Make some moves because Johnny Murb, you got a, you got a tough team, man. Uh, COVID list 
Lamar Jackson expects some fireworks against Kansas City. I think he has a pretty good game here, even though you could kind of uh, negate each other with those two really good teams playing uh, playing against each other here this week. I got to take Ian uh, simply because uh, Johnny Murbs has not made any moves with his lineup yet. So I think I'm going to take Ian with this one, and I'm going to take him 115 to 101. Our next matchup here is the Roto Studs against the Cobra Kai. Two teams coming in one and one. Last week, Matt had a monster, monster week. Um, if he gets half of the same production, he could still win if he scores half of his points. I like Tyree Kill. I think he has a nice game. I can see him getting to the end zone on a long touchdown here against the Ravens. Nick Chubb should look pretty good here against the Skins. Kareem Hunt did vulture some goal line work, but Nick Chubb still got his. Jonathan Taylor, as a guy who spent the number one waiver priority on Naheem Hines to see Naheem Hines get one target and no carries, Maybe Jonathan Taylor is going to be the bell cow moving forward. I thought it'd be more of a timeshare situation, but it looks like they're going to be relying heavily on Jonathan Taylor. I would not expect Tyler Higby to score three touchdowns again. That's pretty in the realm of unbelievable. Melvin Gordon was able to get into the end zone last week, even playing a very, very stout front seven of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Playing Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, pretty good defense, but I could see him rolling into the end zone. For the studs, Cam Newton has been... Probably the most valued pick of the fantasy draft. Just with his rushing touchdowns, he's been so good on the ground. Uh, Terry McLaurin looked pretty good last week. He was a, a sleeper in a lot of leagues, and he was someone I was targeting as well. Keenan Allen has been the maybe beneficiary. Maybe he's going to be look, looking a little bit better moving forward with Justin Herbert uh, being the quarterback for the Chargers. I think Tyrod Taylor might still get the start this week, but Keenan Allen could have a pretty good game against the Panthers. John Brown is listed as questionable, but he has really... Um, been the beneficiary of Stephon Diggs on the Bills and the improved quarterback play of Josh Allen. Derrick Henry has not gotten into the end zone so far, but expect him to have a really, really good week against a porous defense for the Minnesota Vikings. Miles Sanders should have a pretty good game here against Cincinnati as well. He looked pretty good last week. Jordan Reed, uh, if George Kittle plays, I haven't seen the latest report. Uh, he'd be pretty much nothing here, but We'll see what Jordan Reed can do. I think Jordan Reed, if George Kittle does not play, should have a pretty good game here. And Daryl Henderson, Henderson, a pretty good move here in the flex position against the Buffalo Bills. Expect him to have a pretty good game here in this one. I'm going to take Matt Beeler simply because of what he did last week. I don't think I've ever done that before where you look at last week, but that was just such a monstrous week for Matt Beeler. You really can't pick against him. Uh, I like Tristan's lineup this week, though. I do like Henry and Sanders. They should have some pretty good games. But I'm going to take Matt Beeler in this one. And I'm going to take it one, oh man, let's say it's a down week and he scores 140 points. I'm going to take Matt Beeler, 140 over Tristan Klein, 126. And our last matchup is the new guy against Eric Wilson. Our defending two-time champion, Eric Wilson is 0-2. Not a position that he has seen. I mean, last year he was hot out of the gates and just never cooled down. Now he's got Kyler Murray at his quarterback position, who's kind of the Lamar Jackson light. Kyler Murray has looked really, really good this season, and he is a typical Madden 04 quarterback for Eric Wilson. And expect him to have a good game here against the Detroit Lions. Cooper Cup, I buy on him kind of getting out of his funk. He hasn't looked very good the last first couple of weeks. And Juju Smith-Schuster is listed as questionable. So hopefully he's able to get in there against the Texans. And Schuster, um, very nice week number one here with the two touchdowns, but not a lot going last week for Schuster. Michael Gallup has struggled, and I think it's because of the resurgence of rookie wide receiver CeeDee Lamb. So Michael Gallup has not done much in the receiver position here for the Never Answer Norbies. I had him last year. He was great. So not really sure what's going on there, but I think a lot of that is just target share. And you got a lot of mouths to feed now with those Cowboys receivers. And when Gallup was the was the pure number two, I think he was 
just way more value than he is now with the insurgence of CeeDee Lamb. So we'll see what, he, what happens with him moving forward. And um, the tight end, Dalton Schultz, has looked really, really good. I thought with that torn ACL of Blake Jarwin, who was a guy I was targeting, um, that, that you wouldn't see much from the tight end position. But, but Schultz has been pretty good. Austin Eckler... He's lost a lot of carries to Joshua Kelly. I think the value of Austin Eckler has really plummeted. Uh, he's not the goal line guy. Now, he is the kind of Swiss Army Knife guy. He's going to catch a lot of passes. He's going to get a lot of targets. But he is not the goal line back. That's Joshua Kelly. And that really deflates the value <coughs> of a high pick. I, I can't go back to the draft, but I would assume Austin Eckler was like a second-round pick. Uh, James Robinson so far has been, uh, I'd say, the waiver wire pickup of the year. James Robinson has been really, really good. Uh, for two weeks for Eric Wilson. He is the king of the waiver wire. You know he's going to get those diamonds in the rough. Mike Kosicki, roll the dice at that tight end position. I think you kind of put Kosicki in that tier with a Hunter Henry, with a Noah Fant, uh, with a Dalton Schultz, with a Mo Alley Cox, of, you know, kind of guys that are very similar in that tight end position, and we'll see what he's able to do. Uh, if you're Eric, you're not expecting huge yardage, but you are expecting him to get into the end zone, so we'll see what happens with that. Christopher Warren, now, I played Christopher Warren last week. He is a terrifying fantasy competitor. He's got Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback, obviously one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. He's got really, really good receivers in Julio Jones and Amari Cooper. Third receiver slot, a little weak. Uh, the best player in fantasy football this year is Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara has been awesome through two weeks. I would put Kamara as the best player in fantasy this year. If we had to redraft, knowing what happened to both Saquon Barkley and to Christian McCaffrey, I'd put Kamara one. I'd put Ezekiel Elliott, too. Uh, it's close, but I'd put Kamara, one. Tariq Cohen looked really bad last week. Uh, Mark Andrews is a top three tight end, but just kind of struggled. And Kareem Hunt, who looked really, really good last week, has been a pretty good flex player. This is a close matchup. Now, Eric needs it a little bit more, but Christopher Warren has got a very, very good team. I like Christopher Warren in this one. Uh, over Eric Wilson, I just think Alvin Kamara has a big game here. I like his receivers. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to light it up on Monday night. I definitely see Mark Andrews getting into the end zone. And I'm going to take him over Eric here 110 to 100. I still see as being a fairly close matchup. So let's take a look here at where we are in Big Don's Fantasy Football League. So let's take a look at the standings. So right now, it is the Roseville Steam. I think I'm going to do this as long as I'm in first place. If I'm not in first place anymore, I'm not going to do this. <coughs> Roseville Steam, uh, not the podcast. Well, that's possible. I just mean the standings. The Roseville Steam is 2-0. and uh, and that, and that is myself. Travis Sealing is in second place. He is two and zero. All of these teams are one, two, three, four, five, five teams at one and one. That's Matt, uh, Donnie, Ian, Murbs, Christopher Warren, and Tristan Klein. Our two teams yet to get into the win column are two classic, hardcore, excellent fantasy competitors, uh, and former champions, Eric Wilson and Alex Norby. So you expect them to turn that around very, very soon. So, we will see what happens here week number three. It's going to be a big week. Uh, we're going to see a lot of those one-on-one -on -one teams. I think we're going to see some teams trending upwards and trending downwards. So it should be a fun week here of fantasy football. So have fun tonight. I got LaVisca Chenault going. Uh, we got the Dolphins. I don't know if anyone had any Dolphins. Uh, Devontae Parker, I think, might have been starting. And the Ravens. Eric's got James Robinson going tonight. So a couple players out there that'll be playing in tonight's game that'll be fun to watch. And that is the uh, Jaguars and the Dolphins. So enjoy tonight. Enjoy Sunday. This is Dave Beck signing off saying good luck and good fantasy football.